Welcome to The Long Tell, a collection of fantastic folk tales from around the world. We will take you from the forests of India to the cold streets of Romania. So come, sit and listen to the wonders of The Long Tell. Hello there, I am the Tellmaster, and I have handpicked all of the tales for your listening pleasure. This week's collection of tales is based on heroes. My storytellers will take you to the big temple in Japan, huge dikes from Holland, and finishing in America, helping mum. Care to join us? Cats, 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 a tale from Japan, read by Afia. Once there was a boy who loved to draw. His name was Joji. Joji grew up on a farm with lots of brothers and sisters. The others were a big help to their father and mother. But not Joji. He did nothing for hours but draw in the dirt with a stick. And what Joji drew was just one thing. Cats. Cats, cats and more cats. Small cats, big cats, thin cats fat cats. Cats, cats, cats. Georgie, his father told him, you must stop drawing all these cats. How will you ever be a farmer? I'm sorry, father. I'll try to stop. And he did try. But whenever Georgie saw one of the farm cats go by, he forgot about his chores and drew another cat. Georgie will never make a farmer, said the farmer sadly to his wife. Maybe he could be a priest, she told him. Why don't you take him to the temple? So the farmer brought Joji to the priest at the village temple. The priest said, I will gladly teach him. From then on, Joji lived at the temple. The priest gave him lessons in reading and writing. Joji had his own box of writing tools with a brush and an ink stick and a stone. Joji loved to make the ink. He poured water in the hollow of the stone. He dipped the ink stick in the water. Then he rubbed the stick on the stone. And there was the ink for his brush. Now the other students worked hard at their writing, but not Joji. With his brush and rice paper, he did nothing for hours but draw. And what Joji drew was just one thing. Cats. Cats, cats and more cats. Small cats, big cats, thin cats, fat cats. Cats, cats, cats. Joji, the priest told him, you must stop drawing all these cats. How will you ever be a priest? I'm sorry, honourable sir, I'll try to stop. And he did try, but whenever Joji saw one of the temple cats go by, he forgot about his writing and drew another cat. That was bad enough. Then Joji started drawing on the folding screens of the temple. Soon there were cats on all the rice paper panels. They were everywhere. Joji, you'll never make a priest, the priest told him sadly. You'll just have to go home. Joji went to his room and packed his things, but he was afraid to go home. He knew his father would be angry. Then he remembered another temple in a village nearby. Maybe I can stay with the priest there. Joji started out walking. It was already night when he got to the other village. He climbed the steps to the temple and knocked. There was no answer. He opened the heavy door. It was all dark inside. That's strange, said Joji. Why isn't anyone here? He lit a lamp by the door. Then he saw something that made him clap. All around the big room were folding screens with empty rice paper panels. 
Georgie got out his writing box and made some ink. Then he dipped in his brush and started to draw. And what Georgie drew was just one thing. Cats. Cats, cats and more cats. Small cats, big cats, thin cats, fat cats. Cats, cats, cats. The screen he drew on last was almost as long as the room. Joji covered it with one gigantic cat, the biggest and most beautiful cat he had ever drawn. Now Joji was tired. He started to lie down, but something about the big room bothered him. I'll find some place smaller. He found a cosy closet and settled inside. Then he slid shut the panel door and went to sleep. Late that night, Joji awoke in fright. Rrr. It sounded like a large, fierce animal in the temple. Now he knew why no one was there, and he wished he wasn't there either. He heard the thing sniff around the big room. It halted right in front of the closet. Then, all at once, yo! There was a sound of struggling and a roar of surprise and pain. Then a huge thud that shook the floor. Then a soft panning sound. Then silence. Joji lay trembling in the dark. He stayed there for hours, afraid to look out of the closet. At last, daylight showed at the edge of the door. Joji carefully slid the door open and peered out. In the middle of the room lay a monster rat, a rat as big as a cow. It lay dead as if something had smashed it to the floor. Joji looked around the room. No one and nothing else was there, just the screens with the cats. Then Joji looked again at the one gigantic cat. Didn't I draw the head to the left and the tail to the right? Yes, he was sure of it. But now the cat faced the other way, as if it had come down off the screen and then gone back up. The cat, said Joji. His eyes grew wide. Then he pressed his palms together and bowed to the screen. Thank you, honourable cat. You have saved me. For as long as I live, no one will ever stop me from drawing cats. When the villagers learned that the monster rat was dead, Joji became a hero. The village priest let him live in the temple as long as he liked. But Joji did not become a priest, and he did not become a farmer. He became an artist, a great artist, an artist honoured through all the country, an artist who drew just one thing, cats. Never stop doing something you love, unless it's illegal. Always be true to yourself and everything will work out just fine. Now, on to something else. Brave, a tale from Holland, read by Nicole. Finn hurried out of school and ran along the top of a dike. Finn's father had said to him, your grandfather helped to build these dikes. Now I work on them, mending any holes made by the wind and waves. If the sea broke through, it would drown all the animals, flood our houses. We must always watch the dikes. Finn ran along the dike he'd never explored before. On one side, the tide was creeping in. On the other side was his uncle's house. It was a very quiet evening, just the sound of the waves lapping against the dike. Finn was turning around to go home when he heard a noise. Finn listened for a moment. He could hear a trickle of water. Finn scrambled down the dike and ran along it until he found where the noise was coming from. There was a very small hole in the dike and the water was trickling through. 
Finn knew that soon the tide would come in and the sea would be quickly making the hole bigger and bigger, washing away clay and stones until the water gushed through. Finn looked at the hole and suddenly had an idea. He pushed in his finger and gasped with relief when no water came out. He had stopped the leak. Finn shivered in the wind. His finger in the hole was so cold that he couldn't feel it. It was growing dark and he could hear the sea thundering against the other side of the dike. He was beginning to feel scared. Finn didn't know how long he'd been crouching against the dike. They must be looking for me. I'm not going to give up. When it was so dark that Finn could only hear the wind howling and the waves dashing against the dike, he saw a light bobbing along above him. Help me, help me, he croaked. The light stopped and the man with the lantern looked down. What's a little brave lad like you doing out here on the dike at this time of night? Finn, trembling with cold, managed to tell him all about the hole. They heard voices calling along the dike and could see lanterns. It was Finn's father and uncle and many men from the village who were searching out for Finn. Here he is. Here's your lad, shouted the man. I was coming home from work and I found him down by the dike. It has a hole in it. Finn's father rushed down the dike and picked him up. He wrapped the cold boy in his coat before carrying him home. Don't you worry about the dike anymore. Your uncle will mend it. What you did was very brave and you saved all the animals and our houses. I'm so proud of you. Finn was known as brave from that day on. I'll be honest, my major fear is the cold. I have no idea how he did it. What a hero. Saved the entire village with the use of just his finger. Amazing. Now, onto our final tale of the season. Help, a tale from America, read by Flavia. Hilary, said her mom, can't you be more of a help? I was trying, said Hilary. She went to her room and slammed the door. She played with her toys. Help, Hilary, help! It was her mom. I'm coming, yelled Hilary. Two bad guys were carrying her mom away. Hilary ran after them down the street. Look out, said one, that kid is chasing us. Let's get out of here fast, said the other. They stuffed her mom into a car and drove off. Help, Hilary, help! Hilary got in another car and raced after them. They stopped at an airport and headed for a plane. Hilary was right behind them. Drop my mom, Hilary yelled. Right now! The bad guys dropped her mom and ran off. But something swooped down. A giant bird! It picked up her mom and flew away. Help, Hilary, help! Hilary got in the plane and took off after the bird. She flew right above it and climbed down a rope. But the bird dropped her mom! Help, Hilary, help! Hilary got back in the plane and flew a loop-de-loop-de-loop. -de -loop -de -loop. Her mom landed on top. Hold on, Hilary yelled, but the wind blew her off. Help, Hilary, help! Hilary jumped from the plane. They landed in a river. Splash! But a waterfall was just ahead. Help, Hilary, help! Hilary grabbed her mom in time and started for the shore, but a giant serpent rose from the water. 
it opened its mouth. Help, Hilary! The serpent swallowed them. On the way down, Hilary tickled his throat. The serpent coughed and they flew through the air. They passed over the town. They landed in their own backyard. Hilary, said her mom, you're such a great big help. What a helpful little girl. This is the final episode of the season, but don't be sad. We will be back with a batch of new adventures in the summer. I have been the Tailmaster, and you have been amazing from all of us at the Long Tail. Bye for now.